Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up, and everybody else in between uh, throwing it down. The Thursday night uh, throwdown begins and now. Let's do this thing. The Los Angeles Lakers are now just one win away uh, from another NBA Finals appearance. And uh, the Denver Nuggets have them just where they want them, down three games uh, to one. As the Denver Nuggets uh, fall short this evening, 114-108 is the final score. And uh, the Los Angeles Lakers were concerned uh, that their stars uh, weren't getting to the free throw line, so they voiced their concerns to the National Basketball Association powers that be. And Anthony Davis shoots 14 uh, free throws. LeBron James shoots 14 uh, free throws as well. Uh, the two of them combined for 60 points. It's a 114-108 uh, victory. They're one win away. And despite the fact that the Miami Heat are only uh, one win away, and they're up uh, three games to one, uh, the oddsmakers continue to like uh, the Boston Celtics uh, in this series. You're getting three and a half points with the Miami Heat, despite the fact that they're one win away from the NBA uh, Finals. The Miami Dolphins step up and uh, get a double-digit win. And we uh, bring this up because it's hard to believe, but... It's the first time in 38 football games that the Miami Dolphins have won by double digits. Uh, they get a 31-13 win as three-point underdogs on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Miami Dolphins are now one and uh, two uh, after uh, three football games. The uh, same record the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars uh, have as uh, it's all about uh, football right now. The Pac-12 announces they're going to kickstart uh, the season. The Mountain West says, hey, you know what, we're in as well, the SEC is set to kick off. We're going to be breaking it all down. Teddy Cover is going to be stepping up and in straight for the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. The SEC kicks off. we got a full slate of college uh, football. We're talking NFL football. We're talking NBA basketball. Give you our thoughts on the Stanley Cup as well. And we're even uh, going to hit the track uh, tonight. Santa Anita set to open. Um, Meadowlands Lindsay will step up and then we'll break down some ponies uh, this evening for the late night DJs. On the late-night anger management class, we're running the gauntlet uh, here. The Major League uh, Baseball playoffs now less uh, than a week away. It's go time. You know the digits. You know the drill. The late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Sports Rage Late Night. I am Gabe Morenci. Let's do this thing. Teddy Cover is going to step up and in in a couple of minutes. Uh, straight from the Strip in Las Vegas, and Nevada. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates, including... The mightier 10 at 90, kicking it uh, in SoCal, and not just SoCal, but uh, all over uh, the West Coast and the Pacific uh, Northwest uh, as well. So a shout-out to the Pacific uh, Northwest. I know people in Olympia, uh, Washington, uh, tuning in uh, to the network on the mightier 1090. I told you guys, man, 50,000-watt juggernaut, uh, this thing's a beast, man. Uh, it goes, it has a, a long, long reach. So shout-out to everybody uh, tuning in uh, right now on the coast. And everywhere else, as usual, it's an international affair. Uh, we're in Los Angeles. We're in San Diego. Uh, we're in uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, Berlin, Germany, Oklahoma, Chicago, and everywhere else uh, in between. Uh, Teddy Covers will step up and in uh, from uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Meadowlands Lindsay will join us from New York a little bit uh, later on. Uh, we got some uh, another another uh, big time track. Is, um, is coming back right now. Santa Anita, we'll get into that a little bit uh, later on. Big A uh, couple of big stakes uh, races um, tomorrow and on Saturday. It's uh, the American Pharaoh Stakes, the big one. Uh, $300,000 uh, on Saturday, some big-time horses. Uh, so we'll get into that. We got a little bit of uh, some for everybody uh, tonight. So first things first, uh, Miami Dolphins victorious uh, this evening over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, one of these games, man, that just sort of bothered me the whole time I was watching it as, you know, you can't put like $10,000 on the Miami Dolphins <laughs> in week three of a pandemic uh, National Football League season. But, like, come on. Like, the Jacksonville Jaguars, like, should never have been favorites. And, you know, we saw this last Thursday with a bad football team uh, being listed as a favorite, and they didn't cover and, you know, tonight we had a bad football team listed as a favorite, and they didn't cover. The Miami Dolphins are a better football team than the Jacksonville Jags are. Like, they, they are, they will be, and they're going to be uh, this year. And, you know, I, I get it. The, ooh, like, the, the Dolphins were 0-2. Ooh, boy, ooh. 
You know, Byron, Byron Jones is out. Yeah, and who they're owing to? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the Miami Dolphins. They played the New England Patriots in Foxborough, and of course Fitzpatrick threw three interceptions, and they still nearly covered. But you know, we've talked about it. Imagine how hard it was to play Cam Newton in the first game without any game tape. You didn't know what the hell they were going to do uh, with Cam Newton uh, in New England. Then last week Miami played Buffalo. All right, yeah, they're zero and two. I guarantee you, you know, you take like basically 75% of the teams in the National Football League and you tell them, all right, you're playing uh, New England and Buffalo on back-to-back weeks, they're going to go 0-2. So they go 0-2 and then suddenly, ooh, the Jags, who have, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the Jags are going to be the worst team in the history of football. Now suddenly everyone's talking about how great they are and, ooh, they're going to lay three points. It's just one of those games. It was like, man, this that, that was just too easy. Like when you watch that game tonight, you're like, yeah, yeah, the Jags really are terrible. Like, and, hey, listen, the Jags are terrible, but I mean, they're still not the worst team in the league. Like, I think the Jets, I think I think the Jets are going to end up being the worst team in the league. And get your popcorn out because, I don't know, they love Sam Darnold in New York. They think he's like Joe Namath. Like, they think he's the savior. So, um, it's, you know, it's gonna get, get your popcorn out. Let the controversy begin. <laughs> All right? Hell, the way the Giants are playing, they might be in the running uh, for Trevor Lawrence as well. Although I do think the New York Giants can win this football game uh, this week against a really, really banged up. It's You're basically playing the San Francisco 49ers backups. Like, if you're the New York Giants and you, know, you can't win this game, then you've got real problems. And we already know the Giants kind of have problems, but, like, all the work that they put in and stuff, I don't know, man, these, these former Patriot coaches, they kind of blow, right? Especially the ones that are, like, nut jobs. You know, Joe Judge, yeah, I get it. You work with Nick Saban. Good for you. There's like 200 people who work with Nick Saban over the last uh, 20 years. You're one of them. Um, and, yeah, you were on the Patriots staff. How's that worked out for all the uh, the assistants that have gone on to be head coaches? Like, Flores is like the best one, and he's the coach of the Miami Dolphins. And let's not get carried away with the Dolphins being great. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get into some NFL football. Uh, we'll take a look at the, uh, the numbers. There's been some line movement uh, across the board. And uh, we'll take a look at the NBA numbers uh, as well as the Los Angeles Lakers uh, get it done uh, this evening. Anthony Davis, 34. 30, you know, you look at Anthony Davis's box score and is his line here, 34 points, five rebounds, three assists. Sounds like a pretty dominant performance, but it kind of wasn't. You know what I mean? He sort of like quietly put up the 34 along the way. And, you know, the lack of rebounding, as far as Anthony Davis is concerned, I guess, like, we're done with the AD props, right? Like, I, I can't just keep losing money. Like, it's been two games in a row. I've taken this guy to go over nine and a half rebounds. I don't know, like, what's going on? Like, you know, he's, he's usually a double-digit rebounding machine, Anthony Davis. He's just not going into the paint. He had five rebounds uh, this evening. Uh, it, you know, it, great, great offensive game, 34 points. But, bro, you're a power forward. LeBron James dropped a 26, 26 points, eight assists, and nine rebounds uh, for LeBron. And, you know, you, you know, like the AD and LeBron both did their thing, combined 60 points. But really, I'd have to say, you know, a guy that made big plays, the biggest playmaker really was Rondo. Like Rondo was like a massive difference maker late in this basketball game. Like, there, there was, like, a, you know, a three- to five-minute run there where it was just Rondo time. <laughs> like, like, 
There's Rondo taking it to the rack. Rondo hits a jumper. Hey, Rondo creates a turnover. It, it was Rondo time. It was playoff Rondo time. And Rondo had a nice little run. I'm actually surprised to see that when it was all said and done that uh, Rondo was a plus minus minus nine uh, because it seemed like he was pretty effective uh, when he was on the court. You know, one thing, too, and people talk about Danny Green and Danny Green sucks. And listen, Danny Green, you know, Danny Green's like lost his shot. Like, I, I don't know what's going on, you know, and, but it's been a couple of years. Like, so it's not like it's just, you know, it's sudden. But, it, you know, like people ask, why is Danny Green like on the court? Why is Danny Green on this team, et cetera? You know, Danny Green tonight, 21 minutes, one for six. Uh, he was one for four from three. Uh, he had three rebounds, zero assists, and three points. But uh, he was also a plus-minus, plus-12. He's just one of these dudes that, like, coaches will accept it. You know what I mean? Like, coaches will accept, yeah, he's, you know, he's not going to score, um, <laughs> but he's responsible. Yeah, he's been on the court in big moments. He's a good defender. He won't do stupid things. And, you know, if you look at Danny Green, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, this guy's got uh, he got rings with the Spurs. he got a ring with the Raptors. And uh, he could potentially get a ring uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers. Although, you know, you look at this Laker team, and, you know, if I'm Denver tonight, I'm, I'm kicking myself, man. You guys really let one get away from you tonight. Like, the Lakers were, the Lakers were good, but, you know, it, it was really the fact Listen, they got to the, to the free throw line a ton. I mean, think about that. Anthony Davis and LeBron James shot a combined 28 free throws. All right? They shot a combined 28 uh, free throws. The Denver, uh, the Denver Nuggets as a team shot 23 free throws. And the Lakers complained to the league that LeBron wasn't getting, um, you know, wasn't getting calls on him, even though he was getting uh, fouled all the time. And, oh, what a coincidence. But we knew this. We freaking knew this coming in. This is what the NBA does. You think they want Denver and Miami in the finals? They know. Boston's done. Boston's going to lose tomorrow. Market, book it. All right? Take the money line. Boston's freaking done. I hope Teddy likes Boston so we can go at it. Let's go. Uh, Boston's done. And they wanted LA and Boston. The last thing they need is Denver and and Miami in the finals against the NFL and stuff like that. They're going to get killed. Right, so they, it's all about LeBron. It's all about the Lakers. You know, on a year of Kobe, come on. So they got every damn call. I said it before the game. I said, hey, Denver, you got to deliver a knockout punch. Like, you've got to be up by, like, six, eight points so the refs can't, like, get involved in this. Denver have only themselves to blame. Not a coincidence that two dudes shot 28 free throws. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. 
Because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Portrait late night. I am a Throw it down the first day. I throw down a lot of stuff uh, to get to. Uh, NFL football, NBA basketball, college of football. Big time announcements uh, today. The Pac-12 uh, is back. The Mountain West is coming back. Uh, the SEC kicks off uh, this weekend. Um, not that uh, everything is perfect in the college of football world for anybody that's been paying attention. Uh, the Houston Cougars have had five games canceled, and they're not playing until uh, the October the 8th. So, I don't know. I guess the Cougars going to have a three-game season, uh, two-game season. <laughs> a lot of fun being on the Houston Cougars this year, like following the NCAA rules for nothing. Um, all right, let's bring in uh, Teddy. He doesn't follow anybody's rules. He's a rebel. He's a maverick. Uh, he was on the Dean's hit list at uh, University of Michigan. Teddy covers sports memo in the house. <laughs> Teddy, how you doing, Teddy? RNC, what's a good word, buddy? Yeah, Houston, and, and the, all the games that Houston's had canceled has been because every team they're going to face has had an outbreak. Um, I'm, five times. I'm, I'm shocked that we're seeing the, Yeah. And what do we have, five games canceled this week? Yeah, it's not. It's and not yet, good. Like, conferences are still starting to play. Yeah, money, money, money. I like fine. Listen, I'm not Yo, Mr. No Morality. Doubt. I'm not Mr. Morality, Teddy. But my deal is, you know, the people that sort of like uh, grandstanded and pat themselves on the back. Oh, you got to play, and you know, you got to play. And oh, no reason why you, your conference isn't playing. Like, hey, you guys watching the other conferences? You see what's going on? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's not like this is great. Like. In the end, I mean, some teams are going to play four games, three games, six games. Like, who knows uh, when it's all said and done. And as you stated, they relented to public pressure. Let's just be real, Teddy. The Big Ten relented to public pressure. And once the Big Ten was in, how the hell was the Pac-12 not going to play, right? Well, now the Mountain West is going to play, too, supposedly. So, I mean, the the good news is that we get more stuff to bet on. Uh, and, And hopefully we'll be able to find some positive expectation stuff to bet on. But with the COVID info coming out of college, basically there's no info coming out. <laughs> you know? It's not like the, 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 the pro leagues where they where they have to have release this yeah, report yeah, on yeah, this yeah. day and that report on that day. In college they hide everything. So uh finding the info is sometimes difficult to do and then that makes it difficult uh, as a better, not uh, not easier. It's funny you say that, Teddy. I brought that up earlier today because a lot of the all of them, I was gonna say a lot of them, but you know all of them all these college coaches have told the kids, you get COVID, you don't tell anybody, right? You know what I mean? Like, don't go on Twitter and say you have COVID. Don't, like, you know, it, it's private. Um, 
Uh, I, you know, and some teams just going, you know, out, you know, injured or whatever. It's like, well, we kind of know you had to cancel the game. Like we know that not everyone was out with a sprained ankle. Uh, but like you said, it gives us more games to bet on. And now we have the SEC coming up. I've been doing pretty well, Teddy, with college football. I've been picking my spots, and I've been doing pretty well. Um, so now, I don't know, it gets a little trickier now. Now we get these SEC games. What's your approach? Do you like any of these SEC games? Are you taking a wait-and-see attitude? What's your take on the SEC? So I've been in the same boat as you in terms of I haven't loaded up in college football. I've been picking my spots, and it's been a real nice start to the season. I have no complaints uh, through the first, what is it, three weeks now. Uh, And I expect to continue treading lightly. You know, I'm not pounding the board. I'm not making 10, 12 bets on a college football Saturday and I'm not making 15 bets on a college football Saturday. Um, that hasn't happened so far this year. You know, for the SEC, I mean, the, the one game that stood out to me, uh, and unfortunately the lines uh, moved against me, so I, I, I haven't gotten the window. I'm not convinced that I will. Uh, but I'm real interested in Kentucky plus the points at Auburn. You know, um, I like this Kentucky team. Everything I've read uh, at a Lexington is real positive, and I'm not getting that same sense from the Tigers. You know, uh, I mean, Auburn and LSU both. Uh, there's a bunch of bet against teams in the SEC this year. I really, I, and I'm, I'm most disappointed in the LSU versus Mississippi State matchup because that's bet against number one and bet against number two, and they're playing yeah. each other. So uh, the, the the winner of that game or the cover of that game, I think, is going to be a, a nice bet against moving forward. Because uh, both those teams are uh, a lot has changed since the last time they were on the field. I'll just leave it at that. You know, Teddy, I got so super excited when I saw the number earlier in the week. I was like, "Oh my God, I'm getting 17 and a half with Mississippi State." I'm yeah. like, "This is great." I'm like, "Everyone, <laughs> this is like, who's gone?" And I, it, I wasn't thinking about it for like, and then it hit me. I'm like, "Oh, but it's Mike Leach's first game in the system." Oh my God! And I'm like, I'm like, oh. Like, I was really, you know what I'm saying? Like, you think you found money or something? I was like, oh, my yeah. God, really? I'm getting this many points. Then I'm like, oh, man, it's Mike Leach in his first game. <laughs> and and with, 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 no, with hardly any practices. But, but all right, Teddy, just um, humor me on this for people that are going to bet this anyways. What about the fact that it's K.J. Costello? He's a smart kid. He says he's picking things up. You know, he's a smart guy. He's got speed to work with now. Totally different offense. Mike Leach himself said, you know, when they asked him, how you know, how do you guys look? He said, we make a lot of good, you know, we, he goes, we have a lot of explosive playmakers, a lot of ton of speed, and we also don't know what the hell we're doing half the time. <laughs> so, uh, we, you know, we, we, but then you get LSU completely rebuilt. And how about this, Teddy? The fact that Jamar Chase tapped out, all right? He didn't opt out right away. I almost think Jamar Chase saw, oh, man, like, this team, this is not going to be fun this year with this team. Yeah, I'm opting out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if Joe Burrow was back, is Jamar Chase opting out right now? So, I, you know, laying these type of points, even though it's Leach's first game, Teddy, I'm, I'm really looking at the underdog here, bro. Yeah, I look, I, there's no way I'm laying this price with LSU. Okay, not a chance. You know, coming off the season they had last year, dealing with the offseason that they had, they're not a team I'm going to lay more than two touchdowns with on opening day. Not even so. It's it's leech or pass. But I've watched. You remember that first year at Washington State? You know, it's a process for the air raid offense. It doesn't come in. Uh, and I and I think we might have read some of the same articles where 
Legion's like, yeah, there's 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 some good, uh, but there's a lot of bad. The one thing that might work here in Mississippi State's favor, and there's something I was reading today, uh, talking about how the the offensive line setup for uh, Mississippi State, which is going to be like they used to do at Wazoo, where basically the five linemen have like you know three yards in between them as they set up, that might negate. LSU's pass rush. LSU was concerned uh, about how it was going to affect their pass rush, that it might be a bad matchup for them. So if Costello has time, uh, he'll he'll make plays. Uh, like I said, if I had to play it, I'd take Missy State. But, you know, that's the biggest edge, the single biggest edge that we have uh, as betters is that they have to put up lines for every game and we get to pick and choose our spot. So, you know, yeah. I, I can't call it a lean. If I had to play it, <laughs> I, I, I'd play the Bulldogs, but I ain't playing it. You know, and um, yeah, it's it's an inter- interesting dynamic uh, with the the styles. I I brought it up earlier. You know, I was on the Dolphins tonight, and everyone's down on the Dolphins. And I said, imagine how hard it was playing in the Patriots in Cam Newton's first game. No one knew what the hell he was gonna do. Was he throwing? Was he running? There was zero game tape. Like there was nothing. Yeah, Josh McDaniels and Cam Newton. Like really, there was nothing. Like no one really. You know, new. So Miami was in a tough spot. Then last week, uh, you know, they played a they played a good Bills team. And then you know, I was a step down a competition tonight. So where I'm going with this is, I, you know, if you're LSU, I get you know Mike Leach. All right, you're looking at the air raid and all that, but he does have like better talent. You know, he's got like real speed. He does have. It's a different scenario. Does Mike Leach shake it up a little bit? Like if you're at the LSU coaching staff. Are you just point blank watching Washington State tape right now? That's a good question. Uh, and the answer is probably, you know, what else are you going to watch? Um, you know, you can look at that old Texas Tech tape if you want. <laughs> but yeah. uh, <laughs> you, you, you probably look at the Wazoo tape first. Yeah, you know what I see uh, on that tape? There's yeah, Craig I, James's kid and it locked in a shed. <laughs> <laughs> it is on video. <laughs> uh, I'm just going back and looking at Leach's, Leach's first year at Wazoo. And they did win three games. One of them was the season finale. Uh, and uh, one of them was against UNLV, and one of them came by four points against Eastern Washington. I mean, it was pretty ugly. Uh, and to start the season, there were dogs everywhere, and it wasn't pretty in that regard either. You know, they're losing. Uh, here's their their 18 and a half point chalk against Colorado and lose straight up. Leach's first year, man, it's 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 a process. And I remember that from yeah. Texas Tech back in the day. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I only got 10 years in front of me, but. Uh, we can go back and look 20, and it was the same story. I mean, it doesn't – you cannot expect this offense to to work, uh, to click. Week one, month one, even year one, it'll be uh, it'll be hit or miss. Uh, Ted, Ted uh, Savransky, a.k.a. Teddy Covers uh, with us. Teddy, great call last week. Um, I remember um, you said, you know, what's different this year about last year? And Miami's probably even better this year than they are last year. And, you know, they, they were a great start for the Miami Hurricanes. They're a fun football team. Like, you can tell there's just, they're different. Like, they're, uh, the Air King just definitely does bring a different, you know, they're not, you know, it's not, you know, in past years, Teddy, it was like, guys, stop being so cocky. You suck, all right? Like, I get it. The world to you, to you. You're not Michael Irvin. Like, you guys are living on the past, guys. You're not Warren Sapp, bro. You're not Vinny Testaverde. You, you know what I mean? Not Bernie Cole. Like, you guys are living in the past. But, I don't know, they seem to be... They're more humble, but like they're they got a swagger, but you can tell like they, they got a chip on their shoulder. 
we got to go to a break uh, here, but I just want your quick take on Louisville and Pittsburgh. How did you think the Ville were going to bounce back after that uh, loss last week going into Pitt? Um, we got about 15 seconds. Quick take on that for the break. I could only take the points with Louisville, and I was actually working that game earlier today as well, and I saw a couple of Satterfield quotes that intrigued me. Yeah, I like Louisville to bounce back. Teddy Covers kicking it with us. All right, we'll get it a little uh, little NFL football. I want to look forward to Teddy's take here on the NBA landscape uh, right now after the push uh, tonight. Sports Race Late Night continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without Rage Hall. <laughs> Portrait's late night continues, as does our conversation with SportsRumble.com. Teddy covers wager talk uh, in the house. Uh, Teddy uh, kicking it with our old uh, friend Steve Merrill, who joins us uh, a couple of times a week uh, right here. Tony Finn has become a regular. Uh, you know, late night Friday night's a perfect time for Tony Finn. Although I think he's about 13 tequilas uh, <laughs> deep, actually. But we like having him on Friday nights, uh, <laughs> Teddy. <laughs> There's no good time for Tony Finn. You can't fool me. Uh, and no, Tony's a, Tony's stone Tony's stone cold sober. He's just completely insane, um, which is a fun interview, I'm sure. Uh, I, I do a show with him daily, and he drives me nuts. He's, he really is quirky. That's a good way of putting him. He's quirky. Sometimes I have a hard time understanding his tweets. I'm like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about here. Like, yeah, he's like the hunt. He's a modern hunter, as Thompson. Uh, listen, Julio, uh, Julio in Chicago, <laughs> Julio, uh, Julio in Chicago, um, asked to ask you um, about the Army and Cincinnati football game. He thinks the total is too low in this game, Teddy. What's your take on that one? So you're not going to get rich betting any Army games over. You know, every possession Army's going to go slow. When they score, they're going to grind clock. And I'm not convinced they're going to score a whole lot against Cincinnati's defense. Uh, I'd be much more inclined to lay points with the Bearcats in that game than anything else. Uh, Since he's got it, I mean, that's a strong, not even front seven. I mean, that's a strong, all three units on that defense are solid uh, for Cincinnati. I don't think Army gets anything easily. And that's just not an explosive big play offense. And, uh, best I could tell since he's prepped for it pretty good. So, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to talk you out of it. I, I don't have a play on the under, uh, but I'm not playing that over. <laughs> well, Florida State of Miami. The question. We, we were talking about uh, Miami earlier, Teddy. Now they're laying double digits uh, right now. Uh, you know, Mike Norvell, how long is it going to take for him to turn this thing around? I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell is going on at uh, Florida State. It might not be the coaches. I mean, it's one coach after another. And it seems to be the same situation. Uh, but, you know, big, big football game. You know, this used to be one of the biggest games of the year all the time. And for Miami, it is right now. These guys are rolling. And, um, you know, Miami's getting into the national conversation right now 
and a nice prime time, another prime time win for them is going to look good on their resume. I think there's going to be some points in this game, Teddy. The total is 53-and-a-half. What do you make about the Canes being double-digit favorites here, minus 11? Well, for there to be points in this game, then, then, then Florida State has to do something offensively. You know, and uh, James Blackman, at no point in his collegiate career has he impressed me. When he won the job, I'm like, that's not good news. You know, the stiff from when, 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 when none of the other guys can beat out the stiff from last year. Uh, and, you know, all we've seen is that opener against Georgia Tech, and he was awful. And the Florida State yeah. offense was awful. And, and then the coach got uh, COVID. Um, you know, I mean, it's not <laughs> an easy sell to back Florida State right now, plus the points. And yet when you grade out the two teams at every position that's not quarterback, you say there's not 11 points difference here. You know, there's not a field goal difference here. Florida State's got uh, probably as much or more talent at virtually every other position group except for the QB position. But on the other hand, the Seminoles' offensive line has been a sieve and, continue, and again, it looked like a sieve in, in week one against Georgia Tech. Uh, you know, UCF didn't have any problem moving the football up and down the field against UCF. Uh, or UCF against Georgia Tech. Uh, but Florida State sure did at home. Yeah. So it's one of those deals where you grade it out, and my number on the game books uh, says, oh, I'm supposed to take Florida State, and I don't want Florida State. <laughs> so it's, uh, again, an interesting game to talk about, but uh, not one that I'm going to bet on. I wish I could go back in time. I was all over. UCF was one of my best bets last week. And, man, I enjoyed watching that game, just them, them pulling away late. <laughs> so I was like, man, I wish I could do that again. It was that, it was that easy. Let's go. <laughs> I can go back in time. But we well, can't. It was a sweat for a little while there. I mean, it they, was. They, they didn't I know, pull I away know. enough early enough. It made me mad. Well, you know, you know they were up by 14. I'm, I'm walking around getting like, mad at yeah, games. Yeah, I'm was, winning. Yeah, I know what you mean. They were late. They were up by 14. Then it was around the seven mark all the time. I was like, really, guys? Uh, but I just had that feeling they were gonna they were gonna pop it open. Uh, I felt good about it. Like I said, I'm usually kind of like getting mad too, but I was. I was like, nah, these guys, we're good, we're good, uh, we're good. All right, we can stay on college forever, but I just wanted quick uh, quick NFL uh, takes injuries, man. Injuries have been the theme of the year uh, so far. And I'm keeping my eye on the Buffalo Bill injury situation. Big game with the LA Rams this week. Uh, numbers been bouncing around from two and a half to one and a half to two. Um, you know, Bill's uh, linebackers have beat up at Oliver, um, you know, Trey White. You go down the list. Now, Milano and Edmonds should be on the field. They're, you know, they're, they're practicing. They're limited. Everyone's limited. It is what it is. But interesting football game between two 2-0 uh, football teams here, Teddy. What's your take on the Ram-Bill game? Uh, so, I got multiple takes on this game. But let's just start with it. From a situational standpoint, Jared Goff has been a home road, pretty strong home road dichotomy quarterback, right? Yeah. You know, he's, he's played at his best in L.A. He's not been so good on the highway. And then last week he goes to Philly and completes his first 13 passes and has a brilliant game. And after the game, all the quotes are, hey, I was really feeling it today. Boy, I was in rhythm today. And then <laughs> L.A. Was supposed, to, was supposed to stay back east. But that somehow the 49ers figured out a way to do it. The Rams didn't. So now they're flying back west and then flying back east for another early start game. And Goff, I mean, the Bills' defense, this is my question to you, okay, because is the Bills' defense what we saw last week or is the Bills' defense better than that? Because I thought the Bills' defense was a lot better than that. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick just kind of picked them apart. Maybe they ran wore down in the heat and all of that. But, um, 
there was no pass rush. You know, Buffalo's supposed to have a pass rush. There were receivers open, play after play. Buffalo's supposed to have a secondary. I'm assuming that that was one of those deals that's in the heat of South Florida after a thunderstorm rain delay that they kind of ran out of gas. And I'm assuming that Sean McDermott's going to fix that up. And if he does, Buffalo should crush this team. They're better than L.A. And in a game that they were leading, right? And in a game that they were leading, it was sloppy. They did. They, they The Bills were, were very, very sloppy. I think their defense uh, will be better uh, this week. You know, the, the, to, to me, the key is is the Bills' offense. And you know what's nuts, though, Teddy? You're right about the dichotomy yet. For The Rams are a great road team, though. McVay, you know, they're, they're great on the road against the spread. McVay, I think it's like, what, 12 and 2? 7 straight. Last 14. Yeah, yeah, like they're, yeah. they're money on the road, even though Goff. But their running backs are beat up, too, Teddy. The Rams' running backs are beat up. But quite frankly, let's forget about the defense. And the Bills carry the defense. Uh, uh, the Bills, defense been carrying the Bills. But how about that Bills' offense, Teddy? You know, Josh Allen, 300-plus yards for oh, the first I'm time in his career in week one. Uh, 417 passing yards last week. Um. Stephon Diggs fitting right in. John Brown, you know, still getting his right now. Cole Beasley over, you know, you dump it off to Beasley. You got Diggs. Um, you got Brown, who's hard to cover if you're the, you know, because you're the best, the best DBs now on Diggs. Brown's fast as hell. You got a nice one-two punch with Singletary and Moss. And Josh Allen's playing good football. I don't know if the Rams can keep up offensively. That's what it comes down to me. It's like, I think the Bills are going to put some points up this year. So I guess you and I haven't talked about this, which is kind of ironic because we probably should have. Yeah, the Bills over their season win total was my was my best bet. You know, that was my big ticket. Uh, that's a bet that I, I, I put a fair bit of. Uh, uh, I wasn't scared to say they're the best team in the division. All right, I got Bills to win the AFC East, and I got them at a plus price. You know, I got them at, <laughs> and they're and. And the whole thing with Buffalo that, that allowed me, because this is not a year you're supposed to be playing a whole lot of overs, but the thing that allowed me to load up on the Bills over nine wins was because they have depth. And that's why I'm not, you know, there's quality depth up and down that roster. McDermott built that team uh, correctly. <laughs> and they're paying, you know, they're doing all the right stuff. They're paying their guys. They're paying the locker room guys. They're giving the coach the extension. The Bills are primed over the next few years to have their best stretch of success that they've had uh, in three decades. Teddy Covers uh, kicking it uh, with us. Um, All right, uh, Teddy, NBA basketball. I thought Denver let one get away from them tonight. You know, Lakers were good, not great. Um, You know, Rondo made some big plays for them. AD's not crashing. He's not rebounding, but, you know, he's scoring a ton of points for them. But Jokic was just off. I mean, foul trouble, I guess, Teddy, was the, the key, right? Millsap got an early foul trouble. Jokic got an early foul trouble. There's their rebounding. And Jokic was just not aggressive when he was on the floor. Like, you need, you, you know, you need more from him. Like, you know, you just do. You need more than 16 points. You need more than four assists or whatever. Like, you just need more from Jokic, and it just wasn't there. There's only so much uh, Jamal Murray can do. I think they got another win left in them, though, Teddy. I, I, I get a feeling they got another win left in them. Uh, I'll throw it to you, but this is my gut that Miami finished this sucker off tomorrow. Boston's done. Miami win tomorrow. But Denver have one more win left in them, and then the Lakers finish it off in six. Uh, I don't know where you want to start. Lakers, uh, Heat, Celtics, wherever, but floor's yours, Teddy. All right, well, let's talk Lakers-Nuggets because that's the one that we all just watched uh, and uh, where the, the point spread just came out uh, for 
uh, game number five. And guess what the number is in that game? You already know it, don't you? I actually don't. And you know what's funny? I I do know the other one. <laughs> I do know the other one. The number for this one? Six. Yeah, it just came out. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's is a it virgin six? number. So I'm always interested in numbers that, that are fresh. Of course it's six. There it's it is. Six, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they keep pushing you know, the total I mean, up. The, 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 there were a bunch of six and a half out there earlier today. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, the, 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 uh, yeah. So the, the overs keep cashing. But. This is my thought process. Number one, uh, there's a first reaction to game uh, to game five. All right. When do you want to bet the Nuggets? You want to bet the Nuggets when their backs are against the wall. You want to bet the Nuggets down 3-1. <laughs> All right. Have you seen what Denver is? And, and I'm, I'm discounting game ones. I threw the game ones out. Uh, clearly, game ones aren't Denver's uh, MO. Take out all the game ones. And look at Denver, plus two and a half or higher in the postseason. Give me a guess what you think they are against the spread. A plus two and a half or higher. Denver against the spread. I'll give you a hint. They've been, yeah, they've been, they've been, uh, let me, uh, uh, I think 13 games, either 12 or 13. Yeah. I'd say they're nine uh, and four. 12 games. 12 games. Uh, I've got them at 10, one and one with the push tonight. And and any, anyone that pushed tonight on, on, with the Nuggets, there were whatever there were six and a half out there, and that's about betting skills, not about handicapping skills. Um, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have pushed with Denver. You should have cashed with Denver. Uh, but they've lost once the entirety of the postseason after Game One's catching catching this number. The point spread is wrong. I don't know how to say it. You know, they, even though it was a push tonight, you're not going to tell me on a neutral floor there's six points difference between these two teams. There isn't. There's like three or two or one, not six. I can only take Denver plus. Uh, and the more you watch the Lakers, the more you're like, yeah, you know, they're pretty good. But at no point are you watching the Lakers going, wow, this team's a juggernaut. Uh, you're right. Wow, look what they're doing. You know, it's only the more when, I watch them, I think Davis, Miami beats them. That, that's ex- you know, it's funny. I was – as I was watching the game tonight, I'm like, maybe I put a, you know, and, and I'm mad because I, I went on a show in South Florida. I'm like, no way the Heat are beating the Celtics. You know, I'm like, that's too cheap on Boston. And then as soon as I was watching game one, then Boston couldn't score down the stretch. Miami could. I'm like, oh, my God, I got that wrong. Um, which, as a handicapper, sometimes happens. It happens. Uh, what can you say when you're right 54% of the time, you're going to be wrong 46% of the time. Teddy Conference <laughs> returns on the other side. We wrap it up. we got a couple of minutes left. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to SportsRage with Gabe Morenci. Portrait late night. Time always flies, man. Uh, when Teddy Covers is uh, joining us on the program, you can watch his basketball analysis, uh, wager talk uh, TV, Tony Finn, Steve Merrill, and uh, company talking NBA basketball, sportsmemo.com. We've only got a couple of minutes uh, left uh, here, Teddy. Uh, you know, it's cliche when they say some teams just want it more. 
And, you know, everybody wants it, but there are different levels of degree of success. And even in the business you're in, Teddy, in any business, right? There's different levels of, you know, everybody sure. wants to be rich, but how much work you're going to put in, et cetera. You just sort of get that feeling. Like last year, you had that feeling. It was like, man, man Kyle Lowry really wants this thing. You know what I mean? You're like, you sort of get like, you're, you know, like they had that chemistry and the weed of North and everything's coming together. I just feel the same way about Miami. And they brought it up the other night. They said about, you know, all the guys say the same thing. I've been in the league a long time. Never had chemistry like this. Never had chemistry like this. You know, and basically, you know, black, white, European guys, Canadians, America, like, they're just tight. Like, they're a tight unit. They're unselfish. Tyler Hero, hell of a player. I think they closed Boston out. I mean, Boston had their little meltdown, had the team meeting and stuff. I think you can't do that again. I think they're out of gas, Teddy. I think Miami finished them off. We only got two minutes. What's your take on this? Heat getting three and a half. So I'm still thinking about it, to be honest. You know, it's a... And I, I'm I'm disappointed in my at least I saw it early so I, it didn't it didn't cost me any more money uh, on the Celtics I saw it after Game One that uh, that Miami was uh, the better of the two teams and and I you know I made one bet on Boston for the series and since then it's been either Miami or a pass for me uh, and that's worked out okay <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> complain about that but um, at the same time. I haven't gotten the sense that it, that Boston's ready to go home. I'm not, I, if my, it's, a, I'm still thinking about it, Gabe. I really am. I'm a little back and forth on this one. You know, I've always said, I know about, I don't know about you, but anytime I'm back and forth, I usually lose. <laughs> so I'm just saying that's for my own. Well, I usually pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you're smarter than me. I still bet it anyways. <laughs> Wait your talk, TV. SportsMemo.com. Teddy, great stuff. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.